Hello and welcome to the Journeys to Wellness podcast. This week I wanted to talk to something that I'm super passionate about and this is something that I made a video about on recently and this podcast will be kind of similar to the one on breathwork where it's me talking about the research that I've done kind of based upon the video that I created but talking in a more conversational way like what I would say to a friend rather than just going hard on all the science although there is a lot of science in there and I just feel like this is super important because it's something that's changed my life so much noticing what I'm eating and how that affects my body and my mind and I'm super excited to share this with you because there is so much amazing science backing up the effect of our diet on mental health. And if you're like me and you're listening to this or interested in this topic, you've probably heard such conflicting things on what is healthy to eat. And I know growing up, I've been through so many different stages of listening to different people on YouTube or listening to different doctors or different so-called experts on what is healthy to eat but I never actually looked at the science myself and this is something that I've been super inspired about this year after doing a course in plant-based nutrition with Cornell University actually looking at the science learning how to read studies and look at what is legitimate and what is maybe funded by a certain industry or someone with certain interests and so There's so much misinformation online, there's some good information, but there's so much different things and often they're so conflicting, like maybe, oh yeah, eating a plant-based diet is good, or oh no, my friend went carnivore, which is like the complete opposite, and some of these things are evidence-based and some of them lack really good evidence, apart from maybe a few people's anecdotal reports. And so the good thing for us to know is there is a lot of compelling evidence that our diet can have a massive impact on how we feel and we can use that knowledge to help us to feel amazing and move through our lives more happily and confidently. So today I'm going to talk about some of the scientific evidence about the relationship between our diet and mental health and how you can use that to eat in a way to support you to feel your best and feel really healthy. And so let's just begin with taking a look at the shape of mental health in our modern world. And depression, anxiety, and similar mood conditions are at very high rates. And I mean, maybe you've experienced it or you probably know someone that has experienced depression, anxiety, and these mental health like disorders or problems have been increasing over the past 100 years and it's estimated that mental health disorders now affect over 792 million people globally which is more than 10% of the world's population and anxiety is also incredibly common affecting more than 284 million people worldwide and depression affects more than 264 million people worldwide making it the second leading cause behind heart disease of healthy years of life lost to an illness which is pretty amazing it affects so many people and so what can we do about it people have created antidepressant and anti-anxiety medications and they're commonly prescribed by doctors and I mean you might know someone a parent a family member a friend who is on antidepressants And something that I found super interesting to learn is that not only have the rates of antidepressants risen hugely in the last decade, with now many developed countries having more than 1 in 10 people on antidepressants, and I believe the rate in New Zealand is 1 in 8 adults on antidepressants, which is huge. And 
when you look at all of the evidence and which is commonly cited by antidepressant companies they say they are more effective than placebo but there was a really interesting study done where some researchers applied under in america it's called the freedom of information act and they applied to the food and drug administration to get access not just to the published studies that the pharmaceutical companies had published but also the ones they chose not to publish which is they obviously were choosing to publish ones that showed that antidepressants were effective and when they did a meta-analysis which is when they get a whole lot of studies together and they look at all of them together when they put the published and unpublished studies together they showed that the antidepressant drugs were no more effective than placebo so no more effective than people literally just given a sugar pill and this might be because they treat symptoms of depression but they don't address the underlying causes of the issue which as we're talking about in here could be related to diet so antidepressants in many cases may be no more effective than a sugar pill but they also have a whole host of negative side effects including fatigue insomnia loss of sex drive and sexual dysfunction weight gain and many more and many of us may consider taking antidepressants because it sounds like an easy option or maybe we want to take anti-anxiety or other medications or maybe just live and think there's something wrong with us without looking at an incredibly important factor in our well-being, our diet. And so how can our diet affect our mental health? I'm going to talk about some really cool studies that show some really interesting findings that we can use to help support us to eat healthy to feel amazing without needing drugs so a study of over 300,000 Canadians over nine years found that higher fruit and vegetable consumption was associated with lower levels of depression psychological distress and mood and anxiety disorders and there are many similar studies to this on populations all around the world in Korea Chile Iran the UK USA and Japan and guess what they all found the same. It's what we've been hearing for so long. Higher intake of fruit and vegetables made people more likely to be happier and have greater life satisfaction. And there's a lot of evidence to suggest that this may be due to the high antioxidant levels in fruits and vegetables. In a study on 2000 US adults, they found that higher levels of antioxidants called carotenoids in the blood. And the most common carotenoid you've probably heard of is lycopene, which is found in tomatoes. That's what gives them the red color. And they found that people that had higher levels of carotenoids in their blood was associated with lower likelihood of experiencing depression. And they also found uh, what is called a dose response relationship meaning the higher people's levels of antioxidants were the better they would feel and so that's really interesting but how can antioxidants help with depression so we know that people who are depressed have higher amounts of inflammation than people who aren't and inflammatory diseases are associated with higher rates of depression in fact you can even induce depression by inducing inflammation in the body there is a huge amount of evidence suggesting that depression is an inflammatory condition. In a study of 43,000 women without depression, they were followed for 12 years and they found that women that ate a more inflammatory diet pattern which was characterized by more like soda, sugary drinks, refined grains and meat consumption became more depressed than women that ate a less inflammatory diet pattern which was with more fruits and vegetables less meat less processed foods and what is causing this inflammation 
It may be partially due to free radicals, and they can come from meta metabolic processes in the body, from environmental pollutants, or certain foods in our diet, which is largely like processed grains, dairy, meat, and oils. Free radicals are highly reactive and can change the chemical structure of certain natural compounds in the body through a process called oxidation, which causes our immune system to detect them as dangerous and attack them, which causes an inflammatory response. The cure to oxidation, antioxidants. They dampen the effect of these free radicals. So if you're wanting to get the most out of your diet and reduce your risk of depression, the best anti-inflammatory diet is a plant-based diet, which in some studies has been shown to cut inflammation levels by up to 30% in just two weeks, in part due to the large quantities of antioxidants consumed and also due to the fact that you're cutting out many foods that contain high levels of free radicals. Higher fruit and vegetable intake has been shown to lead to better cognitive test scores, fewer depressive symptoms, and a lower risk of developing depression. But if it's just antioxidants, could we just take an antioxidant pill? So this is interesting as well, to look at it from like a whole food perspective. If we're looking at just one nutrient in isolation, people might think, oh, yo, like I'll just take a, a pill of antioxidants and I'll be sweet. But in this study which they actually put this to the test in the study and they found that it was only antioxidants from whole food sources that had this positive effect and not antioxidants from supplements or pills. In another study on diet and depression, nearly 3,500 people were followed for five years and people had ate a processed diet high in sweetened desserts, fried food, processed meat, refined grains, and high-fat dairy products had increased risk of depression five years later. Whereas people that ate a whole food diet high in fruits and vegetables and low in processed foods and meat had a significantly reduced risk of depression five years later. This may be, as we discussed earlier, due to the high antioxidant content of a whole food diet, but it could also be due to the significantly increased folate intake as well. Studies have shown increased rates of depression in people not getting enough folate. In a study of 2,300 Finnish men, researchers found that low folate levels are a risk factor for depression and low levels leading to a three times higher risk of experiencing depression. They also found in this study, again, people that consumed a folate pill didn't get any benefit, but people that consumed folate from whole food sources did get a good benefit for their mental health. And so what food sources have the most folate? Legumes, beans, and dark leafy greens, which is like your kale, chard, broccoli, spinach, asparagus. Those sorts of foods are super good and high in folate. So we've got antioxidants are good folate is good in terms of these studies that we've talked about and so a meta-analysis on all of the studies considering the relationship between diet and depression was published in 2014 and the authors of the study concluded that a healthy diet including high intakes of fruits vegetables fish and whole grains could be associated with a reduced depression risk and so I wanted to talk about fish and meat in general. So what effect might the consumption of meat have on our mental health? And there have been two randomized control trials looking directly at this effect, and they both had a similar setup. They took a group of omnivores, so people that ate a normal kind of Western diet. They ate meat, they ate 
like processed foods, some vegetables and everything. And so they had one group that consumed their normal diet and then another group that excluded all meat except for fish and another group that excluded all meat together. And they found after two weeks on the study, the moods for the omnivore and fish eating groups were unchanged, but mood scores for the vegetarian or like plant-based group significantly improved. And the authors of these studies suggested it may be due to the high concentrations of arachidonic acid found in meats. It's especially high in chicken and eggs, and it's also found in significant concentrations in beef, pork, other meats, and other animal products, including cheese and cream. Arachidonic acid is an inflammatory omega-6 fatty acid, and its consumption has been shown to cause inflammation in the brain. And as we were just talking about before, inflammation in the body is linked to depression. So the brain inflammation from arachidonic acid consumption has been directly linked in studies to mood disorders including depression, anxiety, and even increased suicide risk. When you restrict consumption of meats and animal products, you can completely eliminate preformed arachidonic acid from the diet and further boost your mental and physical health. In fact, vegans and vegetarians have been shown to have negligible levels of arachidonic acid in their blood compared to omnivores. And many people think that omega-3 fatty acids like what are found in fish or fish oil can help negate the inflammatory effects of omega-6 fatty acids like arachidonic acid, which we were just talking about. In these studies, they found that the fish group did increase their omega-3 intake and they showed they like greatly increased their omega-3 intake to what it was before, but they also found it didn't appear to have any protective effect on their mood. But I want to note that it is important to get omega-3 and they do have important effects in the body, but you can skip the arachidonic acid and other pollutants from fish and fish oil and get them straight from plant sources such as flaxseed, chia seed, hemp seeds and walnuts. And finally, another place inflammation comes from in our diet is from endotoxins. And these toxins are found in certain bacteria, largely from animal products. In a study, participants were injected with endotoxin and within just a few hours, inflammation in the body greatly increased, as well as feelings of depression and social disconnection. It's cool to know that if you're experiencing these feelings, it may not be that there's something wrong with you. It may just be time to eat more fruits and vegetables and cut down on the meat and animal products. In a study of over 80,000 British people, researchers found that the more fruit and vegetables people consumed, the more life satisfaction and happiness they reported, with the most being at 7 to 8 servings of fruit and vegetables a day. Another interesting study of 405 participants didn't just look at improvements in depression or happiness, but they also looked at greater measures of well-being called eudaimonic well-being, which is like beyond just normal well-being so it's like creativity curiosity empowerment feeling of connection all of these higher levels of human well-being and they found that those that ate more fruits and vegetables had increased eudaimonic well-being they reported feeling more curious and creative so there may be more benefits to eating more fruit and vegetables than just feeling good they may also help with overall well-being including greater curiosity creativity and all of these other amazing extra forms of well-being and I wanted to talk about this as well because this is like a really common thing and it's something that I originally was 
kind of confused by before I had really looked into the research. So a popular dietary approach is the ketogenic diet and there's lots of people online saying that it's really good for losing weight and it's essentially a high fat and very low carb diet which is where people eat a lot of meat, cheese, high fat dairy, oil, they eat some vegetables and pretty much cut out fruit because fruit has carbohydrates in term in the form of sugars and fiber and it's becoming really popular for weight loss and we've just talked a lot about the benefits of eating more fruits and vegetables and so what effect do you think might restricting them have on mood well they've done a study on this where they compared a very low carb or ketogenic diet to a low fat diet for weight loss 118 overweight but healthy individuals were randomized to either a low carb or like essentially a ketogenic diet or a low fat diet. They were followed for one year and they found that participants on the low fat diet's mood significantly improved over the year and they actually maintained that positive effect on their mood throughout the whole study. Whereas participants in the low carb or keto group appeared to have an improvement in the first eight weeks and they actually published the study after eight weeks saying, oh yeah, the keto group felt way better and a lot of the ketogenic diet people cite the study saying that this is a reason, this is evidence that the ketogenic diet is good, but it's important with science to look at the wider context. This was eight weeks, they followed them for the whole year. So what do you think happened throughout the whole year? After these eight weeks, their mood returned towards the negative baseline levels they were feeling in the beginning of the study, which is actually quite worrying because they did lose a significant amount of weight, about the same as participants in the low fat group. And losing weight normally has a really positive effect on mood, which is suggesting that the ketogenic diet might be not just no more effective than other approaches for losing weight, but it also may have a significant negative effect on mood over time. And this change in mood may be because higher carbohydrate intake can increase serotonin synthesis, whereas high fat and protein intakes reduce serotonin concentrations in the brain. There's also a lot of evidence regarding the effect of a whole food plant-based diet positively on the gut, like in your gut health, where most of your serotonin is produced. And there's evidence suggesting that the ketogenic diet or I'll get into it another time, the carnivore diet can have a really negative effect on your gut biome promoting dysbiosis which is like production of bacteria that produce compounds that are damaging to our health and a lot of people might feel better in the short term but in the long term it's like, for example, <clears throat> if you injured your knee for example, so some people might have a, pro like a problem with their gut health and so they eliminate some foods and they feel better and this would be like okay I've got a sore knee so I'm I'm not gonna walk for a bit and I'll like go around in my mobility scooter and then people who stay on the carnivore diet or the keto diet it's like staying there and your knee is just gonna waste away as well as all of the muscles around it because you're not using these muscles to keep moving and so for some people they might feel better in the short term but it's a very strict elimination diet and it's not necessarily a good way to go over the long term and I'm gonna cover this more in the future in a video and a podcast about gut health because gut health relates directly to this topic but it's also such a big topic by itself that it's kind of too much to fit into this single podcast and so <clears throat> 
To finish up on the study I was just talking about before, the authors concluded that the sustained improvements in mood for the low-fat group compared with the low-carb group are consistent with other results from many other epidemiological studies showing diets high in carbohydrate and low in fat and protein are associated with lower levels of anxiety and depression and have beneficial effects on psychological well-being. And... As I mentioned, there are many more reasons and studies on why low-carb or keto diets may have a negative effect on mood and overall health, but we'll talk about that more another time. So to finish off, I just wanted to talk about a couple of very cool and interesting studies. We now have an understanding of how increased fruit and vegetable intake can improve our mood and mental health in many positive ways, and we also have an understanding of how consumption of meats and animal products may have a detrimental effect on our mood and mental health. So these studies put that directly to the test. The first study compared vegan, whole food, plant-based nutrition to a control group in a workplace. And they either got employees and assigned them to one of two groups. And one received weekly instruction on a whole food, plant-based, vegan diet. And the other group received no instruction and continued their regular diet. The study lasted five and a half months. Neither group counted calories or had any change in their exercise frequency. The vegan group, since it was whole food, plant-based, they ate no meat, eggs, dairy, oil, or other processed junk food, yet they reported greater dietary satisfaction than the group that received no instruction at all and continued eating their normal diet. The vegan group also reported improved digestion, increased energy, and better sleep than the group that was eating their normal diet. They reported a significant increase in physical functioning, general health, vitality, mental health, and they experienced a clinically significant improvement in the quality of their lives. They also had significant improvements in work productivity compared to the control group, which makes sense if you're feeling that much better in every aspect of your life. They concluded, of course, that a vegan diet improves quality of life and productivity. And so that's a cool study, but it was relatively small and it was five and a half months. And I mean, it could be nice to have one that went a bit longer. So there is another study and it had the exact same setup as the last one where people were either assigned to a group with weekly instruction on support on a vegan whole food plant-based diet or in the control group that received no instruction and continued their normal diet. The study had a much larger sample size of nearly 300 individuals across 10 corporate offices and of a large company in America. And what did they find? That participants in the whole food, plant-based, vegan group reported significant improvements in depression, anxiety, fatigue, emotional and overall well-being, and work productivity. And part of the reason why plant-based diets are so successful in improving mental and physical health is because they are a lifestyle intervention. There are many diets that claim to promote weight loss, etc., but they are often incredibly unsustainable and unhealthy in the long term. People eating plant-based often report this increased dietary satisfaction and enjoy eating this way once they realize they can eat many amazing tasty foods and experience all the benefits that come with it for mental and physical health. This makes it a sustainable lifestyle to promote lifelong physical and mental health and as the study above puts it, lifestyle interventions have an increasingly apparent role in physical and mental health and among the most effective of these is the use of plant-based diets. So it's amazing the evidence that is out there on the effect of diet on mental health. 
and to know and feel empowered that we don't need to think there's something wrong with us if we aren't feeling our best. It might just be time to take a look at what foods we're putting into our bodies. And with beginning with the understanding of the link between increased inflammation and depression and the powerful anti-inflammatory effect of antioxidants in fruit, vegetables, and other whole plant foods to support our mood, as well as the inflammatory effect of endotoxins and arachidonic acid found in meats and animal products that cause inflammation in the brain and body and detrimentally impact our mental health. There is just some amazing evidence supporting a whole food plant-based diet as the optimal way to eat, not just for mental health, but for increased physical health, better sleep, less anxiety and depression, and overall improved quality of life. So if you've listened to this and you want to take one thing away from it, it is essentially just eat more fruits and vegetables. But now you actually know why. I know a lot of us have been hearing this our whole lives, but here is all of the science as to why eating fruits and vegetables is so powerful for your mental health. And if you're interested in learning more about a plant-based diet, you can check out the link in the show notes where I've got a link to my website with some resources. If you want to look at any of the references from this episode, that's also in the link. There's over 30 references here of some really amazing studies that we have discussed and... I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Journeys to Wellness podcast. This is something that's so powerful for having such a positive effect on your mental health, your well-being, your life satisfaction, your creativity, your curiosity, your feeling of connection to others, having better sleep, less anxiety and depression and for your physical health. And we'll talk more about the physical health in the future, but I hope again, taking one thing away is eating more fruits and vegetables remembering that study on the whole food plant-based nutrition and how powerful that is for affecting all levels of mental health so i hope you enjoyed this episode of the journeys to wellness podcast and we'll see you next week